0: Welcome to Imperables. This space is for people with the spirit of leadership. Growth, Growth leadership, and legacy, legacy is what defines Lotus Mastery's essence. So let us start this path to forge your entrepreneurial journey. Imperables by, by Jose Miguel, Miguel Terramona.
1: Terramon. Hello everyone, welcome back to Imparables. My name is Jose Miguel Terramona. I'm director of Lotus Mastery. And today we have episode number four, of our num- uh, season number three, which is how to build your business from the scratch up. So what we're talking today, we're talking about today accounting, we're talking about today about taxes, we're talking about today legal structure, how can you uh, know for certain how to best apply everything that you can read, how to start a business and register your business. So before we start, please don't forget To share the content, if it's important, you know, give a thumbs up if this is worth it and if it helps you. So let's start. Today we have an amazing guest that has been helping us here at the Loose Master for over uh, six or five years. Uh, but And she's going to be part of our podcast today. She is a business owner by profession she's been 10 years working with accounting services she's been working one of the most prestigious companies in the world one of them is lucky Martin so and she today uh, is gonna help us to understand all these legal issues all the, all the, uh, the process that we have to implement in order to register a business and how to start it so with you the one and only missus Marielle
0: Avila!
1: Yay. Miss Miss Mar- Miss Marielle Avila. How Thank are you for having me. How are, great. You? How are you? Have you been? Fantastic. How's it been COVID? I heard you have COVID? <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice <laughs>
0: twice. That's,
1: that's good. That's a great that's a great way to look at it, right? It's yes. like uh, looking at your back. Alright, so Mariel. You've been doing this for so long. Right? Like yeah. 10 years over and, and and working with uh accounting services, taxes, uh Bookkeeping, working with people, working with many business business owners. And let me ask you a question. And, and, and just for everybody to know, what is the, uh, the, most, uh, the most difficult thing that you see in business owners in regard to structure a business?
0: That's a great question. Um, owning a business is very challenging and there's a lot of very boring stuff that mm-hmm. has to be done to manage a business. Nobody likes to talk about accounting, nobody likes to talk about taxes, but if you're serious about your business and you want it to last, these are very critical components. Um, and they're not not—they're not cheap. So everybody, when they start a business, has to start on their own um, managing their financials, maybe through a QuickBooks or an accounting uh, system like that. But it's very important. That's where people tend to slap because they're like, oh, I have a business. Money's coming in. It's my money. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's the business's money, and you need to manage it accordingly. uh, You need to provide reporting if you have employees. And we can get into the details of all those things later, but it tends to be the accounting um, and any of the -the behind-the-scenes work that people tend yeah. to mess up so like your business fantastic you focus on on sales and training that's what you should focus on Yeah. when you're ready to you should outsource Sorry. the accounting the um, management of your books and all that because you're not an expert in that So you're not supposed to be and, and
1: it is I think that's hard for business owners to actually think that they can manage everything just because the money comes to their account and the thing is what a lot of people lack, right? When, when when you see a deficit in the budget or when you see, you know, the numbers in red, it's because most of them, do you think, could it be prevented if they would have the proper structure in place?
0: Yes. And mentally, we have to rewire how we think about those funds because, again, it's not your money. It's the business's money. So... It's difficult because when you're starting a business, I'm guilty of this, but when yeah. I started my business and decided to commit to that full time, that's all the income that's coming in. But I still have to structure my business as such that money coming in still belongs to the business, I get a salary mm-hmm that's the money that I use to do whatever I need to do pay my bills but then the business money has to pay for the business the business money should eventually cover my business expenses cover my taxes because I'm also part of the business Sorry. but it's two separate entities if you register everything correctly you and your business are two different entities
1: and many people in most in, in in Latin business owners I think more than immigrant business owners don't understand that and and we don't understand that, that part that's what happened that I was guilty of that, that part it has to be given to an expert or to bring an expert accountant bookkeeper etc towards uh, the manage the accounting of the business because one of the things that I realized is what you say this then we surprised because we try to do everything and then we try to fix and and those are uh, and those expen- are expensive because it's a really tedious work It's it's like being in top of every single transaction coming out. And even before to get deep into this, even with all this software that is out there, people need somebody, correct?
0: Yeah. Well, and you brought up um, even, you know, just Latinos starting out businesses. And we are a very industrious people and we want to work really hard. but. Again, there's so much back-end work that has to go into having a legal business. If you don't set up your business correctly, it can get expensive because the IRS will fine you. They don't care that you're a small mom-and-pop shop and that you're not making a lot of money. They want their cut. Um, You can be forced to shut down your business. And sometimes when you fix everything and register... You may be allowed to take it back up or there might be a probation period during which you can't function anymore because you messed up there's so many resources out there for starting business owners but a lot of them are only for english-speaking business owners Certainly. um so It's difficult to fill in the gaps for Hispanic business owners who also have that language barrier because someone needs to let them know. Well, for any business
1: owner that doesn't (laughs) have... Well, maybe they don't even know that
0: there's these resources, but there's a small business administration and they offer a lot of free stuff online to guide you through how to set up the business. You can go to like howtostartanllc.com and that'll walk you through the steps of registering your business. But um, it, it can be a challenge because, again, it's a lot of tedious work.
1: Exactly. It's a lot, it's a <laughs> lot of numbers, a lot, a, lot, a lot of details. That if you get it wrong, then it's, it's harder to actually fix it than right. actually get it right Right. So right. let's go with that. And it, it is a question that I always have. So what? Is, uh, you got your name. You got your business. What are the first step?
0: So the first step is um, registering your business with your state. So I work in Maryland, and I can give you specifics for Maryland, but you will have to check with your state's um, tax authority to determine how they need you to file. In Maryland, you register with the Maryland Department of Assessments and Taxation, Uh and you file a document called your Articles of Organization, and it sounds really fancy, but it's just a form saying how many employees are there, what does your business do, when did you start. And this is to file an LLC. If you want to be a corporation, then you file a certification of incorporation.
1: Which all of these uh, documents are pretty much the same questions, right? Correct. It's just the type of business that you wanna, you wanna, what you wanna. So you
0: register with your state,
1: mm -hmm. right? And they must have one. And just to be clear, they must have one type of document. Maryland is business. the articles organization, right. Right? your state might but, uh, call it
0: something but else. But actually, what
1: they are calling, what they are asking is most likely a common denominator in other questions. Sure. Right? Like, your what business is...
0: name, what do you do, when did you start, do you have any employees? And you update that, you should be updating that annually. Because exactly. hopefully your business is growing, and then when you do have employees, you report that. If you start buying property, office space, you report that. Um, then you file with the IRS to obtain an EIN, an employer identification number, and when you have that? that,
1: is that like the Social Security for business? That
0: is like your ID number, for your <laughs> business. and that's what makes your business a separate entity from you. So oh, you okay. have your social, your business has its social, which is called an EIN.
1: Oh, great! That's that's a great question. Many people ask, and then because everybody asks you for that thing, right? Like everything you want to do, like it's, it's like You're what not is your an official yeah.
0: business? until you have an EIN. So sometimes when people start a business and they're just functioning on their own and they haven't registered anything, they're considered a sole proprietorship, which is a a fine way to start a business. You don't want to continue operating in that way because if you don't have an EIN, you probably can't open a business bank account, which you need to be a business. Um, You can't solicit business loans. Um, and correct, you are liable, you are personally liable, your name and your social go on all the paperwork relating to the business, which makes you personally liable if anything goes wrong. So if you take me off as a client, I can just straight up sue you. Whereas if it's your business that I'm upset with and you just started out and all your business owns is this pen,
1: Certainly, the business <laughs> and take the pen asset, for, right? for the asset which is the pen. Uh, <laughs> right. So, what? Well, so, so in, in regards of that, those documents, that when somebody asks you, "Hey, how do you, I know?" Like you ask for a loan, or you go to a to a bank. What are those documents that you need actually to to prove that your business is a legal business?
0: So, so honestly, for most places, all they'll want is your EIN letter. Mm-hmm. So, when after you've registered your business with your state, and then you go to the IRS website to obtain an EIN. You can print your EIN letter immediately. Okay. and you actually want to do that because if you forget the second that you register and you're given an EIN, then you have to request for the IRS to mail it. The mailing system is not great right now. It could take up to 10 weeks to receive that hard copy letter. But that EIN letter is what you would take to the bank to open a business account. That's what you would provide to, to most anybody who asks you to confirm.
1: Even to get a credit card, business. I think, for the business. I'm
0: Absolutely.
1: To get a loan or to. The
0: business name will require that you show that. So EIN you,
1: that document that you want is the I. E- E-I-N, right? E I N whatever. Employer identification number. Employer identification number. That's great. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. So now like I have like, a business, my business is doing great, right? I have my IIN. I have my bank accounts, I have all these I'm selling a lot, like everything is fine. Now I need 90 more people. Right. So so what's uh because in, something is like in where I come from, like like you hire somebody, say, hey, come on, do you want to actually work for me? Come on, hey, put them. I pay you how you pay. Now, here, right. it's a little more difficult, right? right. And then many immigrants uh, and many uh, Hispanic or uh, many, many Latin, many immigrant business owners think that we can actually bring those uh, behaviors of running business to here. So, to me, it's like uh, when you have employees, when you're ready to hire someone, or you hire more than one, right? <clears throat> many people uh, hire people who expand for demand instead of capacity right we, we'll talk that and that and lose master a lot but my thing is like what's uh what do i need like to to hire someone sure. is-
0: so if you want to do um what we typically do which is like hey come work for me blah 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 and i'll just pay yeah you. yeah that's called having a contractor right mm-hmm. you from that person you would still need their name their social security number and you have to track payments you make to them the benefit there When you have a contractor, a subcontractor, you don't pay their employer taxes, so you would pay them a fixed amount at the end of the month, let's say $2,500, you pay them that $2,500 in full, but you're tracking that because at the end of the year, you're going to give them a 1099 and you're going to report to the IRS with that 1099, hey, I hired Jose and I paid him 10 grand this year. Go ahead and... Figure out his tax situation with him. Certainly, then the IRS expects you, Jose, to go and say, "Hey, Marielle paid me uh, this much money, and these are the taxes that I owe." I guess you let me know, right? Um, the legal way to hire an employee. There's a lot in Maryland specifically. There's a lot of reporting, um, and for the IRS, there's some reporting. So first, you register to become an employer by getting your EIM. Yeah. Then, from your employee, you have to collect a form I9, which is the Employment Eligibility Verification Form. It is that for Maryland? You know is that for Maryland? This is a federal requirement. That's
1: a federal requirement, okay.
0: And that form lets you know that that person has a social that allows them to work as an employee in the... Wow, country. isn't that new? So that's one.
1: Is that new? Or no, always been that's there? That, that's all <laughs> I know. That's that's amazing. <laughs> who amazing. Feel, who fills this up? Like, the employee. Oh, the employee. So okay. there's okay. an
0: expectation that people are going to voluntarily provide information. Yeah, certainly. this also helps them. Um, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but like this is also how social security credits are tracked for employees. Cool. There's a certain amount you have to get every year to qualify for benefits when you retire. And uh, All tracked by your social.
1: Okay, so that's the I nine. Form I nine. That's one form. Okay, I nine. So then.
0: Then there's the form W four, and that's for you to track your employees withholding. Okay. You know, so there's a single rate. There's a married rate. Do they want to? Pay more taxes throughout the year so that they don't have a tax bill at the end of the year. This is when you're setting up payroll. So that's when,
1: that's, yeah, that's when you're setting up payroll. That was my right, question. But you right? have
0: to get your form W 4. Then in Maryland, I'm not sure if this applies to other states, but in Maryland, there's a Maryland State Directory of New Hire. Within 20 days of hiring or rehiring somebody, you have to get that form from your employee and submit it to that registry. Um, what is that for? That's to track anybody who owes child support.
1: Okay. okay. So that
0: the state can then collect it.
1: Yeah. Isn't that a county? In many places is that a county requirement.
0: Right. Right? Yeah. Because
1: it's no I, I I wish like when you go to a court you go to a county court for uh the civil this court not really but at. this
0: is a state thing.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So
0: that's another thing as an employer you to have think to, about. Mm-hmm. Um um, and then finally you just, you know, set up the payroll taxes. So you as an employer will pay taxes, they will pay taxes. So
1: that's that's when you that's when you different than a contractor, when you have an employee, it's like you figure out their taxes for them.
0: You you pay half of their tax liability okay. for being an employee and then they pay half. Okay. And then the final component is So in the
1: end of the year. <laughs> Just for that, in the end of the year, you don't give it a W nine like a contractor. yeah
0: uh, a W two. A W
1: two. So that's the main difference between W nine and W two. The you are an 10 employee. 1099 Sorry, and W two. Mm-hmm. You get a. Uh, one is for the employees. Right? where When where you, you are in payroll and the other one is for contractual safe employees, etc. Right. And so okay. the
0: contractor one just has one amount on it typically and it's this is what we paid you. Wow. The employee one has this is what I paid you, this is what I paid for your taxes, this is what you paid for your taxes, report it mm-hmm. to the IRS and then they'll look at your whole situation and tell you what you owe. And then the final step to legally be able to hire people is to have uh, workman's comp insurance. Okay. In case any of your employees get hurt on the job, this mm-hmm. is to cover medical expenses. Wow! So if you want to be an employer, even if you just employ one person, these are all the things you have to keep in mind to legally.
1: This be many people able don't don't. don't. And it's, it
0: can it can add up. Honestly, workman's comp insurance doesn't have to be crazy expensive. There's a lot of companies you can even just look up online that will offer you quotes for you know. Do you have one to ten employees? Then fifty in- to hundred. So
1: now, going going, going, <laughs> going with that matter, insurance. So like like like, I guess everybody also have to get insurance, right?
0: Well, as an employer, you have your workman's comp insurance. As you grow, obviously, if you're going to be as a business, as a business, right? As you grow as a business, if you're going to be having <sighs> assets, you definitely want to get business insurance, which isn't horribly expensive. Um, there are sophisticated policies, so. As an example, I work fully from home, but I handle a lot of sensitive information. So I've integrated into my business insurance, um, hacker protection, software protection, Mm. data leak protection, because I can't um, leave myself open to maybe having people access my client's information. And I pay like 70 bucks a month
1: for so, uh, same, same. so it's not it's not so many many people don't know and more when you're starting a business how important it is to have insurance. And it's required for many now for many things. The other the other day uh I rent an office. I was renting an office and they asked me for the for pro- a of
0: certificate?
1: Yeah for copy mm-hmm. the certificate of, of the insurance and that's like we just do training. Well,
0: and even uh, if you uh, plan uh, to be part of like a trade event yeah. where you know you have a table and stuff, mm-hmm. and just give out information, and some of those big companies also want to see the certificate of insurance.
1: And, and we think, we think is like, oh my god, I don't need that. Many people is like, no, my business doesn't need require. But it's so important to cover for the future, right? Correct. Many people when they start when they start the business don't look at. And I understand it's about I want to make money, but it's not about like how is this going to provide, how big it's going to get and all the legal standards and all the accounting standards that we need to actually put in place. Well, and all
0: this is set up as a protection too because, you know, depending on what your business is, like if you have a food food truck and, you know, your truck burns up or the truck stops functioning, (laughs) you want to have some insurances in place to help you cover some of that expense and not fully come out of pocket. There's an expectation that, yes, everything is on you and you have to foot the bill for everything, but if you set things up correctly, you should have a little protect. You have a little protection offered
1: to you. Now, t- talking about that, talking about the fees and uh, fees of registering a business, fees of putting insurance, all those fees. So your suggestion is, and then I'm sure from different states different fees. I'm sure uh, the, the federal government have different fees than than the states, and we have to pay all of them. But in regard to the fees, like what would you recommend to people if they don't pay the if they don't if they don't do it? What um, uh, what? It will
0: get far more expensive if they don't do it, but there is a starting cost to starting a business aside from getting your materials and things you need for your business. In Maryland, for example, um, when you register an LLC, you have to pay the state, I would say about $310. It's $300 and then $9 for a processing fee um, if you use a credit card. So you pay this $309 to set up your LLC and then every year when you file your annual report to let the state know, hey, I bought property or I didn't buy property, you they have don't to even care if you made money. But they, when you let them know, hey, I'm still a business functioning in Maryland, you also, you will always have to pay that $300 no, in No, in,
1: in, in regards of that, in regards of that... Uh, paying that because many people goes to an accountant, and goes to a tax preparer goes to a bank and they say okay I want to set up my can you help me setting up right Right. so how do we prevent so those $200 in Maryland in this case in Virginia I think it's 200 something and in another in California yeah, I, think I it's another yeah it varies just to be clear it's not for the for the pe- person that is preparing or is preparing the paperwork right. or is yeah. doing it for you it's actually for the state Correct. right?
0: and it, it can be very tedious to navigate the state website, but when you're starting out as a business, you have more time than money, and I would recommend that most people try to file themselves, but there are services that will help you with all of this process, right? So then you pay a fee to that person mm-hmm. on top of the 300 to Maryland, but um, if you don't pay that, your business can fall into not good standing with the state, and it's on the state website, and when anybody goes to do a search on your business name, it will say, not in good standing. So it
1: makes you look bad. You
0: don't want Yeah, to. yeah, it makes right. you look bad.
1: So if I go and I right. say, I want to see Marielle, and then put, like, not right. in good standing, she's You're so... You're probably
0: not going to hire
1: me. You
0: know,
1: <laughs> yeah. she can't even keep her stuff together. Yeah, no, that's great. So, So, yeah, it really, it, just to finish, like, what happens if we don't do this right?
0: Right, so... Again, if you don't register any of this, or you don't register your business correctly, you're considered a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself at huge risk for loss if somebody sues you, if you, if anything happens, if your office were to burn down, right, and you don't mm-hmm. have insurance, you're done with your business. Um, so it's, it's just cheaper and worth the time to go through the process of finding someone to help you or figuring out for yourself um, how to properly register your business so that you don't end up losing your business
1: and owing a lot of money for people to fix it. Exactly, right, because said, I so that will pay, I will pay to fix it, the penalties, and Correct. the and in the end of the day, uh, also, the hazard, the, the right, the time-consuming, the stress that will bring you, right. and, and everything that will bring you. Now, and then bringing me back to one of the first questions that I asked you, Maria, if you will be starting a business again, and you will not be, you know, in accounting services, well, one of your first steps, as soon as you can, as soon as you have the money, will be to have your books control, have your accounting uh, in, in place, and having somebody to actually taking care of that with you.
0: Right. So honestly, the very first step when you're thinking of having a business, I would do some Googles and look up the Small Business Administration for your state. Because they probably have a lot of the guidance for free on how to properly register your business with the state. Then you can look for service providers who will help you with all of this. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's an expense. But if you're starting out and you want to try to do it on your own, I would always recommend going to the Small Business Administration first. And depending on what your business is, they might even have some grants and loans you can benefit from. That's, That's where I would start because that's that's kind of like the American standard for how businesses
1: should be run certainly
0: so
1: start there that's that's amazing now and and, and to to finish what would you tell a new business owner that you already started a business already have the name already is making money and this feels so out of the planet right so honestly
0: to any new business owner I would just say (laughs) breathe <laughs> um, it's you know you everybody has amazing talents and gifts that they need to offer to the world because only you can bring your unique spin mm-hmm. so I would definitely um, say breathe and take your time doing this initial research to properly register your business look up the SBA. Don't hesitate to reach out to somebody like me. There are many versions of me out there willing to help for a very nominal fee. I'm not going to gouge you, but this is the important stuff. The stuff we don't like to think about is the important stuff because this is what will make sure your business lasts.
1: Yes, that was amazing. Thank you very much, Mario, for you're coming. Welcome. I appreciate you're here with everybody. This was Imparables. We'll see you in the next episode. And don't forget to share this information to anybody that might be worth it. This is starting a business. So see you next. This episode of Imparables has come to an end. Now it's your
0: turn to take action. Don't forget to subscribe to receive the best sales training content.